0: Yep, that's the sound of a pickleball game. It rings in your ears, doesn't it? Well, I live next door to a tennis court converted for pickleball. And soon you will too. Why? Because there's 38,000 pickleball courts in the United States, with 90 more being built every single month. In fact, pickleball is the fastest growing sport in America for the past three years in a row. And now there's a trip for it. Thank you for joining us at The Ageless Traveler. Dedicated to making lifelong travel easy so you never stop traveling. I'm your host, Adrian Berg, and I don't play pickleball. In fact, I worry about my friends who are out there for hours making the U.S. pickleball nation. So I decided to get an insider help to understand this phenomenon and discover why active adults love the game so much. My guest is none other than Coach Russell Elefterian, and he is one of the leaders in helping us learn how to play and get better at it if you're already playing. He is with Hillsborough Con- County Parks and Recreation Department in beautiful Tampa, Florida. And he started by officiating at senior games. And now he offers Sunset Pickleball Boot Camp at Montreat. But there's more. Road Scholar, a name I'm sure you know, will take you on a pickleball tour in beautiful Quebec. And you can really dig deep and get immersed in pickleball. So sit back and relax. All the resources we discuss are on our show notes at com. So thank you so much for being with us today, Coach Russell. Thank you. Um,
1: first of all, I want to thank you to inviting me onto the show. I'm excited to be here.
0: Well, you know, this is a very exciting game, obviously. And you could look at me as a complete novice. So I would like your take on this. Why do you think pickleball has become so popular?
1: Well, the number one aspect is the social aspect of it in that you could gather a group of people and um, play 11 point games fairly quickly, say 20 minutes. And you're playing with different players all the time, all day long for the for two or three hours. So and, uh, you know, so that's great. There's also younger players that are getting involved in the game. And now being offered in uh, high schools and junior highs. And if you've noticed on a tennis channel, there's a lot of TV coverage now for pickleball. And a lot of those matches, they're taping major league pickleball matches, which are designed with all these pros that are playing pickleball. And the audience can see the pros on TV. So, so you've got
0: you, you're yeah. hitting a lot of points here for the ageless traveler. One is that it, it really is fun you make friends. Obviously, you can play for quite a bit of time during the, the day mm-hmm. and all these issues that we have with isolation and meeting new people, that is there. The other is intergenerationalism. That's a big deal mm-hmm. in our world that you can play with different generations. But yeah. let's get serious about our health here. We are older, you are a coach. You do work with the seniors, and mm-hmm. which we don't call seniors anymore; we call them active adults. But what should we watch out for? I mean, on us than tennis? Pickleball
1: is very easy to learn. The ball is a plastic ball, like a wiffle ball, so it doesn't fly off um, your racket like a tennis racket. It's we use a paddle, and it's and it's a much friendlier, say, a slower game. The court is only. 20 feet wide, you could actually fit four pickleball courts on one tennis court. And so it's much smaller than a tennis court. And so you're not running as much. And so that's what makes it a little easier for us active adults.
0: So, you know, I went into Dick's, you know, it's a very big chain of sports equipment. And I bought myself a set for Mm $9.99. So it seems to me that there's not too expensive the equipment. That's another thing. But what equipment should we have? What do you recommend?
1: Well, you, you need a paddle. You'll need some nice court shoes. Don't no running shoes, as I found out. Um, there, you know, you'll need two or three pickleballs. And uh, most facilities have pickleball nets, so you won't need a net. But if you need to buy a net. You could; they're fairly inexpensive, around one hundred and fifty dollars. So, to get started, just a paddle, some balls, good footwear, and you're ready to go.
0: That sounds terrific. Now, again, you are a member; you're a certified pickleball professional, so Mm -hmm. you belong to a pickleball professional association, right? But tell us, are there any associations that you'd recommend for folks who are just, you know, starting out? They're just doing it for fun or should they just go ahead and get their friends and family together.
1: Yeah, well, we always encourage everybody to join the USA Pickleball Association and um, other than that <clears throat> other than that, if you want to play locally, you can go Google pickleball places to play and the USA Pickleball website has all kinds of updated information on where to play pickleball, especially if you're a beginner.
0: And by the way, everybody should know that we will have a variety of different URLs and websites on our show notes at at Now we're going to take a little bit of a short break here because I want you to have some news you can use about hand eye coordination. Very important as we age. Don't you guys go anywhere. News you can use about strengthening your brain for better hand-eye coordination. Did you know that you can make your brain younger by concentrating on hand-eye coordination? As we age, we may get slower in our responses, and that's one reason people stop driving or they aren't good at tennis or pickleball as they would like to be. You can get faster by playing online coordination games, or get on the court or course and play whatever game you love that requires hand-eye coordination golf, tennis, pickleball, ping pong come to mind. Here's news you can use that really will enhance your game. You can get much better faster if you try several different things at once. According to Dr. Rachel Wu, a developmental cognitive neuroscientist, multiple and simultaneous learning experiences teaches the brain to learn more and faster. For a deep dive into adult brain learning, listen to her podcast, my interview is right there on atlisttraveler.com podcasts. And now we're back and we're talking again with our expert, and he is Coach Russell. And one of the things that you do, Coach, is that you do have a boot camp. Tell us if we went to that boot camp, what would we expect? And let's do it in two levels. For people like me who might be just starting out and for people who are really veteran pickleball players and they love it what do you do with the boot camp
1: well uh, for the lower level player we introduce the rules and um, we're hitting what we call dink shots these are balls that are just barely hit over the net in order to get gain that hand eye coordination and get used to the Pick a ball, which is not a rubber ball; it's a, a wiffle ball, as I mentioned. So yes. those are those are some of the skills we'll we'll use for the the beginner. Okay, and as you you expand your rules and uh, increase your dinking, you'll get back to the say the baseline and hit more more like ping pong or tennis shots where they're a little bit longer in length. And it takes a little bit more um, control of, of your, of your shots. So once, once you get a lot of that stuff done, then we're looking at serving and returning skills. We're yeah. also looking at some volley skills, which is going to really concentrate on your hand eye coordination. And we, th- there's some lobbying going on in pickleball too. And, and uh, you know, the, the toughest part for the beginner is, is the rules because and the scoring, actually. The scoring can be quite complicated at times. But once you get the scoring down, you're, you're ready to go.
0: So you know what? We love to win. And we're going to take a little bit of a break. We're going to come back, and we're going to ask you for how to score and some hints and tips for getting better if we've already started. Because guess what? There are 38-and-a-half million people playing this. They're figuring that there's going to be 40 million in just a year or two. So the likelihood is that you are going to be playing it if you haven't started already. Don't you guys go anywhere because we are going to travel together and I'm going to tell you how. Road Scholar is all about touring the world. It offers intermittent volunteer trips through their service learning component. It's not just sightseeing. It's not even just lifelong learning. Road Scholar is a real lifestyle. Check out our Road Scholar resource website right here on the show notes. Make lasting friends, enjoy lifelong learning, sightsee, volunteer. And you know, the ageless traveler is really dedicated to making you see the world. And guess what? Road Scholar has over 150 trips. Take a look at those show notes and consider the Road Scholar the next time you want to travel. We are back. And don't forget that everything we tell you about, whether it's from our guest that has interesting information, whether it's a URL, it'll always be on our travel stories at 8 and in our show notes at our podcast page on agelesstraveler.com. So let's, let's go back here. We are with Coach Russell, and Coach Russell started actually officiating at Senior Games, but now he is not only a boot camp supervisor, telling you a little bit about the boot camp, but also Road Scholar can take you on the road with pickleball at Quebec's Glen Sutton Lodge. So if you're going to take one of these trips you're going to want to be a winner. So coach, let's, let's get coached for a minute here. Okay. Somebody's the court. What is two or three things you would tell them to do immediately to make their scores better?
1: Well, you, you, you got to keep the ball in play and make sure you don't hit unforced errors. So serve and return, just getting that serve in returning the ball into the court and, um, You know, working on that, and there are some great videos on YouTube that you can look look at in order to get uh, the serve and return down. I already talked about the score. the The other thing is is volleys. As you as you hit shots, you're going to be coming up to the net, and and so you're going to be needing to hit volleys at the we call it the no volley zone. That's a a zone that's seven feet from the net where you cannot go into in, in, uh, to hit a volley. So in order to hit a volley, you're going to be seven feet away from the net and you'll need to be proficient at that.
0: And you know, one of the things that is so difficult, of course, about sports and what you're explaining is it's, this is visual. So don't forget that on our YouTube channel at Ageless Traveler, we're going to have coach Russell and he's going to show us a couple of little things for real so that you can see them and you can emulate them. And we'll always have the videos too, some URLs for the videos on our show Mm -hmm. notes. Now, let's talk about who comes. I mean, one of the big things, and I hear this from my friends all the time, they're having fun. They're meeting people. I hear it over and over again because I'm very critical. I believe we should all be volunteering somewhere and not paying three, four, five hours on the pickleball court because we are needed in the world. And they say, wait a minute, Adrian." You can do both, and this is very, very healthy. So who are they meeting? You have great experience with the boot camp, Road Scholar. Are people actually meeting new people? Are they coming with old friends? What have you observed from the folks who are showing up for the pickleball trips?
1: Well, a lot of times they're going with their friends. So they have interest in Road Scholar, and they see pickleball, and they're – inviting some of their friends and they hear the buzz about pickleball and they're saying, yes, I want to, I want to learn about pickleball as well. And so they make it a trip. So, and yeah, you know, so they're, they're joining, they're joining uh, hands together, going to the trip. But once they're at the trip and they, they experience this pickleball phenomenon, they go back and tell others what a great time they had playing pickleball and that's where the explosion comes in they just love they they just love the sport and they tell others next thing you know they're playing at their local recreation centers or parks and that that and that's what's helping explode this sport
0: now before we take a little bit of a break let's talk about what we could do at home if you are going to give one exercise as a coach to somebody who says you know I really love this and I want to get better at it I want to excel at it should they be doing weight training? Should they be doing aerobics? What should they do at their own gym or in their own home to be better pickleball players?
1: My thinking is, is leg squats because the ball doesn't bounce as much as a tennis ball. And so you're going to be bending your knees a little bit, especially volleying the ball at the net. And so, so working out, using your legs, doing leg squats... Is one thing that there's not a lot of running in pickleball. It's only it's it's all doubles. Ninety-five percent of pickleball is doubles. Only five percent of us play singles. So the those that are playing doubles, they only have to cover ten feet of the court. So there's not a whole lot of running. You shouldn't be running out of gas. And there's so many players playing that if you need to take a break for ten minutes or so, wait for the next game. I would encourage you doing that, but you just do as much or as little as you want.
0: Yeah. It sounds like a very forgiving game. And I bought my equipment uh, when I go on my pickleball court, which by the way, is right next to my condo. I can hear them all day long playing pickleball. (laughs) You will see how well I do because I am what they call a klutz. If you don't know what a klutz is, it means a totally uncoordinated (laughs) individual. When we come back, We're going to talk a little bit more about how you can access these trips and get into the game. But one of the things that might be a barrier to many of our listeners is the cost of airfare. So I'm about to give you three hints and tips that you may not know about how to get your airfare anywhere in the world much, much cheaper. Believe me, I travel so often that it is sometimes the airfare that gets me down, not the land costs. So I never miss an opportunity to take advantage of national airlines that offer free stopovers. Don't forget about those, like Air Morocco or Turkey. Now, consider using Google Flights. It's a good platform for straightforward fare comparisons if you're searching online. It's an excellent tool for anyone regardless of your tech skills, because it's really quite simple. But if you have questions about this or anything related to travel, volunteering, discounts, please visit our fan page. You'll find the link right here on the show notes and ask me a question. It'll be recorded and I may even use it on the show. And don't forget to go to our website, agelesstraveler.com. Take a look at our featured trips. You'll always get the best deal. And we always regard Airfare as an important place for you to save money. good friend of mine once said, the most money you can ever make sitting down is going economy. And now we are back. And I'm going to tell you, I've been calling him Coach Russell, right? And why am I calling him Coach Russell? Because his last name is Tyrion. And it's hard to pronounce. And the reason it's hard to pronounce is it's Greek, I discovered before the show. And his ancestors come from the beautiful island of Kos. If you haven't been there, you really have to do it. I have been there and I get my sandals from Kos. Everyone says, oh, beautiful sandals. And then I get very ageless traveler and I say, oh, well, I get them at Kos. So, yeah. However, you haven't been there yet, right? I got to encourage you to go, Coach Russell.
1: No, I haven't been to Kos and been to many of the other islands, Ekonos and Santorini and, of course, uh, Athens, but ha- haven't
0: made it over to Kos to see my, my relatives. All right. So let's go back to the, the these trips. When people come, in addition to playing pickleball, let's take the Road Scholar, because Road Scholar is known for its lifelong learning. And this is a departure because this is a very physical type of trip. When people come, what would you recommend they do to prepare for a trip like that?
1: Well, I, w- I would get a paddle. <laughs> if you yes. haven't got we although we we provide equipment for free, so but it, it would be beneficial for them to know the rules and at least of uh, hit a ball or two prior to coming to a Road Scholar event. So. Just to get a little jump start. That's all. So it's so they get their their feet wet. So once they get there, we'll, we'll take over from there. But, um, you know, reading the rules, maybe looking at how to keep score. And looking at a few videos would be beneficial.
0: Very good. So now in terms of the scoring, you know, you, you've mentioned that maybe four or five times as mm-hmm. may, maybe the most difficult thing about pickleball. I have a Marjon club, and I can tell you, keeping score and knowing what the scores (laughs) are in Marjon is harder than playing the game. So, so yeah, who makes the rules? That's what I want to know. Yeah, yeah. Where did the rules come from? Oh my
1: gosh, that the rules came back in um, 1965 in Bainbridge Island, outside of Seattle, Washington, where the game was invented. (laughs) Made of ping pong paddles and badminton nets and a wiffle ball, and they created this sport, pickleball. And it, it came from the dog, right? Pickles, the the, the owners had a dog, and and uh, Pickles would run and chase the ball. And <laughs> they didn't have a name for the sport, so it came up with pickleball. So, and they thought it was a fun, fun little sport. And from there, they created some of the rules. There was a guy that was six foot nine. And they could come all the way up to the net and smash that ball. And they said, well, this this is, this is guy just definitely has an advantage. So we're going to make him – we've got a little chalk mark. We're going to put it seven feet away from the net, and he can't come into this. He's got to stop there. He can't come all the way to the net and kill us, right? So that's how the no-volley zone line was formed probably a year or so later, 1967. And then from there, they develop the scoring rules, which is the serving team would serve, but when the return team hits the ball back, the serving team has to let the ball bounce for a second time, thus called the two-bounce rule. So the serving team has the two-bounce rule. They have to serve it, and it bounces once on their opponent's side, and then when they return it, they can't hit the ball yet until the ball bounces on their side, and so uh-huh. that gives a distinct advantage to the return team because the return team can return the ball to the serving team. And time it bounces, the return team is up at the net, and the serving team's going to have to figure out a way to uh, score points. So the serving side is the only team that can score points, the return team cannot score points, only the serving team. And so this makes pickleball, believe it or not, this is this is crazy. Pickleball is the only sport in the whole entire world where serving is a disadvantage.
0: All right. Yeah. So I'm going to tell everybody, because I looked it up, that yeah. if you are a traveler and you go to different cities, there's a different number of pickleball courts. But if you want to go to the number one city in the country, for pickleball, it's Seattle, Seattle, Washington. And not too far from you, St. Petersburg, Florida comes in number two, Lincoln, Nebraska, number three, and Honolulu. That sounds good to me, wow. number four. Now it goes on. And the reason I mention these cities is it shows it's really all over the U.S. This is not a regional sport. I'm in Palm Springs where golf is king. And so there's mm-hmm. some regions in the country, particularly for golf. But this is not a regional sport, and that makes a very big difference as well. All right. I thank you so much. And, you know, we're going to wrap it up here. But as you all know, we are not wrapped up. We are going to, at any moment now, go over to our Zoom, make a video for you with Coach Russell. And you can see some of the things that he's been actually talking about. So we've come to the end of our show. I want to thank you for listening. I want you to see the show notes on agelesstraveler.com for the, all the resources. That we mentioned on the show. But if you love pickable and you have your own pickable story, why don't you submit it to us? Take a look at agelesstraveler.com travel stories and see how you can write for us. This is Adrian Berg for The Ageless Traveler, here to make sure that you never stop traveling.